What's up, Redemption? How you doing? John Hendricks here, as always, for a new episode of the Threshing Floor Podcast. This is going to be a pretty condensed episode. I am on vacation this week, and I just wanted to come to you and share some tournament results from three major tournaments that we had this past weekend. And also, we're going to be sharing our final week six winner for our six weeks of giveaway. We'll find out who's winning that last contender deck from our friends at Your Turn Games and the play mat from our friends at Covenant Games. So we'll get right into it. Thanks, guys. Welcome into another episode of The Threshing Floor. My name is John Hendricks here, as always. On this week's episode, I am with the backdrop of beautiful Panama City Beach here in Florida. So I'm out of my element a little bit. But I do want to record something here to get an episode in for this week. I had previously mentioned possibly recording at the Tennessee State Tournament, but that ended up not happening because, as it turns out, if you're playing in a tournament, it's hard to do anything else there. So I don't have a guest for this week. I'm just going to go through the information that I normally do on the first half of the episode, and we just won't have the guest on the on the back end. So it's kind of a, a shortened little, I guess, informative piece for, you know, vacation week here. So, all right, so this is episode 33, and we're going to get started by talking about some content that has come out this week. We've got Redemption with Jaden. If you go and look at his channel, you're going to find all kinds of recent gameplay from several different tournaments. And those tournaments include um, Lackey Grand Prix, where he pulled off the cross versus Matt Sinclair. And that's up, and you can go and look at that. You can also see a Zoom tournament matchup with Rob Smith, which is actually a preview of the final for Lackey Grand Prix number three. And then you can see several rounds. I, I believe he might have footage for all five rounds of the Iowa State tournament. So, and we'll we'll go over those results here shortly. But... All kinds of gameplay footage that you can see. Some top players on Jaden's channel. So make sure you go and check that out. Also, in the world of content creation, our friend Tyler Stevens is back after a two-week... What what do we call it when someone just disappears? Oh, that's right, a hiatus. So Mr. Hiatus went on a two-week hiatus for videos. But he is back. And this posted about an hour before I started to record this, so um, I'm recording actually on Tuesday morning, so or Tuesday afternoon, which is completely backwards from what I normally do, because I'm usually recording by Sunday evening, but he has a video out that is titled Eden's Calf, question mark, and it's where he's trying to use Covenant of Eden and whatnot, which, you know, punishes the opponent for, or limits them for dual icons, so... Obviously, I've not watched that yet, but I'm going to. So make sure you go and check that out. Thankfully, our friend is back making videos so we can see the mad scientist get back to work in the lab. And previously, I mentioned the Lackey Grand Prix, and we are down to the final two. It did not happen this week because of the holiday and because of preparing for tournaments and whatnot. So tentatively, I believe it is planned to happen Thursday evening between Jaden. Alstead and Rob Smith 
which would be the final two in the Lackey Grand Prix number three. So make sure you're on the lookout for that coming Thursday. Also, the Zoom Discord Invitational hosted by our friend Rob M. from New York. That has week four pairings that are now up. So if you are participating in that, week four pairings are up. So make sure you get your games in for that. And those are the the Grand Prix and the Zoom Discord Invitational are the unofficial tournaments that are happening, which are helping shape the meta and find out what people are playing. But that information is information that you take and you process in order to help you with actual official sanctioned tournaments. And Nationals is only 58 days away, guys. Like, right around the corner, Nationals will be happening. All the hype that we've been talking about for what seems like six to seven months because the hype was building before I even started the podcast and the podcast has, has been working on it because we knew GOC was coming out and everyone was excited for what that was going to entail and how it was going to affect the meta. And then we got phase one. Then we found out all of these cool side events and all of these foil promo bits, all of this information, all of this hype for nationals and guys, it's 58 days away. And I can tell you one thing after going to the Tennessee State Tournament this week, this past weekend, I am not ready. So if you're like me and you, you've you been putting off actual playing the games and whatnot, make sure you're getting yourself ready because it's it's sneaking up on us. But with that, I would like to share that this past weekend, if you include also Monday, Memorial Day, because that's when the Iowa State Tournament happened, we had three big tournaments that I have results for that I would like to share. We have the Northwest Regional, and they had 15 participants there. And so I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the results. We've got in Type 1, our buddy, friend of the podcast, he's been on before on our episode talking about collecting. But Chad France, See the Tree, from Oregon, one Type 1, two player. In second was Timothy Sarnecki, I'm sure I butchered that name. I am sorry, fella, but he's from Oregon. Luke Taylor came in third, and he's from Idaho. Type two was Luke Taylor from Idaho. Mike Lasky from Idaho. And third place was Grayson Cox. In booster draft, Grayson Cox won first place. Timothy Sarnecki. Again, apologize if the name's not correct. He came in second. Luke Taylor came in third. In sealed deck, Luke Taylor came in first. Grayson Cox came in second. And Chad France came in third. Teams were played between two teams. And there was a fifth participant that did not have a teammate, so defaulted to third. And first place was Grayson Cox and Matthew White, both from Idaho, and Mike Lasky and Luke Taylor, both also from Idaho. So those are the results for the Northwest Regionals. And there were 15 participants total across all of the different categories, not necessarily 15 participants in each category, but there were 15 there. So Tennessee State results are up next, and this is a tournament that I did attend, and I took my son and was not planning for him to play, but he did play. So... In a more important area, you will see his name higher than mine because I did not even place in Type 1, but he did. So Type 1, you have Jeremy Chambers winning his second states this year. I believe he also won the Michigan State Tournament. 
So he came in first place. Obviously, he's from Alabama, along with myself. In second place was my son, Keegan Hendricks, who at eight years old won second place, or placed second, not won, but placed second from Alabama. And then Sean Seavers from Tennessee was third place. Type 2 results are to be determined because we did not have a type 2 opposition there. Tyler was not there, as he you know, sometimes is at these Tennessee tournaments. So Chris is having to wait and play that category with someone in his playgroup. So the results for that are to be determined. In booster draft, Chris Fashman won, obviously from Tennessee. Brian Jones from Kentucky got second place. And Sean Seavers from Tennessee got third place. In sealed deck, Jeremy Chambers won, Chris Fashman second. And Brian Jones in third, tied with Sean Seavers for third. In teams, Jay Chambers and myself, John Hendricks, got first place. Jonathan Gomez from South Carolina and Sean Seavers got second place. So, Tennessee State Tournament was, you know, it was a lot of fun. I had actually planned to possibly record the podcast there, but time did not really allow that. As I mentioned before, you just you, you live and learn and you realize that if you're playing in one of these tournaments, it takes all of your focus and your attention to actually play the games and the categories, especially if you're playing across all of the categories and getting as much, you know, play it in the categories as you can. So that brings us to Iowa State Tournament, which happened on Memorial Day on Monday. So this happened yesterday at the time of this recording. So and hopefully I can get this out to you later this evening. So it's a Tuesday evening release. But type one was won by Zach Cornell, former national champ. He is from Iowa. Lexi two came in second, also from Iowa. And Andrew Street from Iowa in third place. Type two was won by Jaden Alstead from Minnesota. Zach Zeiss from Iowa got second. And Joey Shivers from Iowa got third place there. Booster Draft has a familiar name in first place because I wasn't aware that he was playing, much like I'm sure some of you out there, but it is nice to see that Justin Alstead made it to the tournament and actually fared well in Booster Draft and won. So Justin Alstead from Minnesota, first place. Kai Murphy from Iowa in second. And Mitch Stewart from Iowa in third. Sealed Deck was won by Sean Murphy. From Iowa, Willow Isbell from Iowa, and it looks like I guess they just had two participants in that category, probably because they were doing it all in one day, running multiple categories at a time. So teams had Jacob Arrowwood and Josh Portratz from Kansas in first place, and Andrew Street along with Asher Isbell in second place. Forrest Isbell and Willow Isbell in third place. That is the results for the Iowa State Tournament. So that's three pretty, you know, significant tournament results where you have, you know, things getting shaped up for what the medal will be at nationals and kind of figuring out what RNRS points look like heading to nationals. So that's the results for those tournaments. Anyone else that has tournaments coming up, if tournament directors would like their results shared on the podcast, if you want to get those to me, be more than happy to share those on the podcast to keep everyone informed with 
who's winning and things of that nature. And, you know, maybe we'll start seeing some of the deck list spill out from this. I know that Zach Cornell already posted what won in Iowa at at the Type 1 tournament there. I know he's posted his deck list, and it's on the boards, and you can go and check that out. Again, that's the boards, not Discord, so that's cactusforums.com. That'll move us right along into our Week 6 giveaway. We are at the precipice of the end. We are here the end, the last giveaway. So I want you guys to know that I've thoroughly enjoyed doing six weeks of giveaway, being able to give back to you guys for listening to the podcast and helping it, you know, be what it is and giving me, you know, a fun hobby. I've actually gotten to the point to where I enjoy doing this. I don't want to say that I, I enjoy doing it to the point that like I you know, I'm bragging and think that I'm good at it because I still don't think I'm necessarily good at it, but I do enjoy doing it for you all. So with that, I'm going to grab my phone here. And last week's question was who, and we were looking for first and last name, who came up with the Star Wars fan created redemption set. And I know that this was a bit of a tricky question because we had a few people reach out to me and let me know, and I I am aware of it, that it was a bit of a trick question because there was multiple names that you could have given, and I would have accepted either one. So one of the two names that we would accept was Eric Largent. I would have accepted that name, or who he worked with to do the set, Mike Turnage. So Eric Largent and Mike Turnage, and someone put in here that there was uh it was ron actually that there was some other people that worked on the set but as far as title and uh providing credits to those those are the only two names that i've seen accredited to that so if i'm leaving someone out if you hear this and you worked on that set i'm not trying to exclude you here but those are the two names that are you know credited with coming up with the set so those are the two names that i would have accepted either or you did not have to have both of them because it was a bit of a trick question the way I worded it. So we're going to be putting all of the names of everyone that got that correct into our spinning wheel app. And I will tell you that shockingly, I was able to get everyone in here with all of the reviews. So if you put a review, so you could have had up to four entries into this. So we're going to get ready and we're going to see if we can make it happen here and see. Who's going to be our winner? And the winner is Bobby Fears. So Bobby Fears, Archon, the guy who's kind of disappeared the last couple of weeks, said he wasn't feeling well, so definitely want to wish him well. But you are our winner for week six. So we have no repeat winners. And you, sir are going to be the winner of a contender deck of your choice from what's available on your turn games currently. And you'll also get a threshing floor play mat from our sponsors at Covenant Games. So that's going to conclude our six weeks of giveaway. And what I'm going to do over the next few days, uh, the next couple of days, is I'm going to reach out to everyone that has won. And I will be asking for your address. And if you are one of the two that have won the contender decks, we will be getting your preferred contender deck, and I'll be getting those names over to Your Turn Games' new owner, Andy Fish. 
to ship those out. And I guess with that, I'll also say that it's kind of a, a bit of a somber transition here this past week because officially Derek Torado, our friend that founded Your Turn Games, is no longer involved as the owner of Your Turn Games, still involved in the game, still going to be potentially working with Andy to help with the contender deck tournaments and potentially coming up with new contender decks. But he is no longer officially the owner of Your Turn Games. So definitely, you know, want to wish him well in, you know, whatever his future endeavors are as he has now come into more free time. So those are our winners. And that's going to conclude our six-week giveaway. And now I would like to go over spoilers that have come out in the last week. And with that, we've got two spoilers that came out on Thursday for the Israel's Deliverance starter decks that will be available. They will be available at Nationals. But we've also got word that they will not be legal in any capacity until their official release at least a couple of months after Nationals. We don't have an official date yet, so that means if you have enough for sealed, you can't play an official sealed category with these National Release starter decks. So they're not legal in any capacity after Nationals until the full set or the full release. So the first enhancement we have is David's Music, and we've got a 1-2 green Mono Brigade enhancement. It involves music, so it is targetable by things like Music Leader and David's Harp. And it says, shuffle all evil characters in battle. So shuffle all evil characters in battle. So a mass removal option for evil characters in battle. Nice, straightforward. Then we flip over to the, you know, mirrored image or the mirrored card in the L starter deck is called Quaking with Fear. It's a one and one on the numbers, black mono brigade enhancement, and it has no identifiers and its ability is discard all heroes in battle. So a mass removal for the blocking side. So those are our Israel's Deliverance starter deck spoilers for the week and that's going to bring us to a card that was kind of hinted at that we might see this week on last week's podcast with gabe and that is crown of thorns and crown of thorns is a pretty good looking card it is using an image from jameson services which are a series of cards that are collectibles that were previously available on covenant games and i snagged them so this is a an image that I have from those cards, so it's kind of neat to see it getting used here. I don't know about the previous artwork used on Crown of Thorns without looking that up, um, but it's nice to see this this artwork. I think it's a pretty good-looking card here, and this is an artifact, and it says to bounce all hero tokens. It doesn't specify what kind, so all hero tokens would get tossed with or uh, get bounced with this, and then negate heroes and good enhancements in opponent's territories cannot be prevented. And I love seeing the cannot be prevented on this. Cannot be interrupted would be too much. Cannot be negated is way too much, but cannot be prevented so that it works through, you know, an opponent having an Obed, a, a, um, an Obed, Akeem or Enosh down. You can 
you know, play this CBP so it gets through their negate and then negates heroes and good enhancements in opponent's territory. So pretty solid card there. And that's going to bring us to James the Fisherman and James, Son of Thunder. And this is a card that was spoiled last week. And James the Fisherman is a disciple, Jerusalem hero, martyr, and missionary. So he has those four identifiers. On the ability side, where he is purple mono brigade, he is also territory class. He has a star ability that says play fishing boat from reserve. And to date, I don't recall seeing fishing boat getting too much play, but now we have a star ability to put it in play. So maybe that changes a little bit, you know, having another way to get it out quickly. And his hero ability is while you control a meek disciple, negate neutral cards. You may convert this card to meek to ban to a disciple. All right, so sitting in territory, while you control a meek disciple, negate neutral cards. That's not your opponent's neutral cards. That is your neutral cards as well. So this is one that hits both players. And I think this is honestly what the other cards probably should have been, knowing the way that they've kind of warped gameplay and allowed the person that goes first to kind of set up and establish a stronghold on the territory control side of things. Whoever gets and establishes their Obed, their Jesse, their Akeem, things of that nature, they, you know, have a, you know, a, in the door towards winning already before the opponent gets to go because it's just such an uphill battle to overcome early on in the game, having your neutrals negated. So one that hits both players is probably a better way to balance that out. He is a Matthew reference, so he is not Luke. So the Bethlehem that makes your Luke hero CBP does not make him CBP. So he can be negated and prevented on the... Meek side, where you know he can potentially convert to Meek to ban to a disciple, or you just play him as Meek. He is a nine and ten on the numbers, and I don't know if I provided the numbers for the ability side, but it's ten and nine purple mono brigade. It's mono clay brigade nine and ten, James son of thunder, Meek, and that is the first of the four disciples that we did not get in phase one. So. We've got two of the others, and Peter has not been shared yet. I know there are some people named Rob Smith that believes he will be an ultra rare, and I don't. I don't know. Seeing all of the disciples, the different abilities, how good Peter would have to be to be an ultra rare over some of the abilities we've seen, especially one that we'll we'll share with you in a moment. So that's going to bring us to a lost soul, and this is going to be lost soul salty. So, why so salty? While no evil character is in battle, negate enhancements. So, really good lost soul. Really good intended purpose. But we've already had the elder team tell us. And this was a card that was pushed hard for by our friend Tyler Stevens, who admitted that the card does not work as intended, and they are going to work on fixing that on the wording side of it for subsequent prints. So early on, the initial print run will have this ability on it, and it does not work as intended, so there will be changes to it. Because as of now, if you play a battle winner and you remove the evil character, as soon as the evil character is removed, your battle winner would be negated. 
and that is not what they intended for this card. They wanted this card to kind of shut down territory class things, and that was the target. So while no evil character is in battle, so you can't can't even at that point come in with a meek hero, play awesome things, and play impartial judgment. This would be something that is intended to stop that, but it does not work that way, and so they're working on a fix for that. But the way that this card will eventually work, you know, according to what we've heard from the leadership team, is that this card is going to be one that helps shut down territory class enhancements and things of that nature. But they will fix the broken interaction with the battle phase while a evil character is not in battle. So the fact that it negates after the fact, after something's played. That'll bring us to a, another disciple of the four that we did not get in phase one, and that's going to be Andrew, first called, and Andrew Fisher of Men. And he is what we've seen before, disciple, Jerusalem, martyr, and missionary, as a as his identifiers go. On the mono-purple brigade side, this is where he has his ability. He is 11 and 7 for numbers. And his ability is, you may reveal a good dominant from hand to negate characters except disciples. You may convert this card to meek to negate enhancements. And then he flips over and on his clay mono brigade meek side, he is 7 and 11 numbers. And again, that side is titled Andrew Fisher of Men. So basically, disciples, as good as they are with all of the tools that they have, they're picking up a fight by the numbers guy that even though he makes it fight by the numbers does not negate the special ability of disciples, but then negates enhancements. But we do know that there's a few enhancements that they can work around that get around, you know, whether they are prevented or not because they're CBN on a meek or CBN if used by a meek disciple on authority of Christ, things of that nature. So, it seems like the rich get richer and the disciples are just booming with resources. So it's, I would assume that we're going to be seeing that offense ran a lot over the next few years, especially considering the last spoiler that I have for you to share is John the Fisherman and John, Son of Thunder. And this one may be, this one may be the one that is the most splashable and the one that we're going to see used the most because this guy's, he's out of this world. So John the Fisherman is a mono brigade purple hero on the ability side. And his numbers are 9 and 11. His identifiers, he's picking up an extra couple of identifiers here. He is Disciple, Empty Tomb, Jerusalem, Missionary, and Prophet. And he does have a star ability. His star ability is going to be to top deck a good dominant from deck. Then his ability is you may reveal a good dominant from hand to toss the next evil enhancement played this battle. You may draw two. And then that's going to move us to his meek side. And on his meek side, John, son of thunder, he is clay and green. So he picks up green on that side. And he is 11, 9 for the numbers. And so this guy basically has an ability like Jeremiah, Hope Bringer, except for instead of looking at hand, you pick up a, you may draw two. 
it would be nice to see some of these abilities on disciples kind of be spread out because it seems like disciples just have access to everything that that's cool in GOC right now that we know about or, or at least what we know about. They can contend with everything because they've just got so many different tools. Like if you wanted to build this, you could take it a couple of different ways, but they have access to build any other cool thing you have into, you know, a shell of disciples. So definitely going to be around for a long time, but this guy is insanely splashable. Just lots of cool things that you're going to be able to do with John the Fisherman. And disciples are going to be really strong, and there's going there's going to be something that we, I think, see a lot at Nationals this year. But knowing all the tools that they're going to get after Nationals, I would venture to say that they're going to be meta-relevant for quite a while at the top tier of meta-relevant decks. So... I think that's going to do it for this news bulletin type episode that I've done here. So sorry you guys didn't get an awesome guest and and get all of that, but this is what I could do for you on vacation here. And I'm going to spend the next few days here. We're here till Sunday. So I'm going to be spending that time with the family at the beach here, the pool, at the condo, whatnot, and not really working too much on things for the podcast, but I'll be working on an outline-ish, and we'll see who we can pull on for a guest. I know that my buddy Brad is on a mission trip to El Salvador, so I won't have him on. And I know that I've mentioned to a couple of different people about having them on in the next few weeks. So maybe we'll get on some some new guests and you know continue that trend. So this is John Hendricks for the Threshing Forward Podcast signing off. Peace. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Threshing Floor Podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening along, especially for the last six weeks where we've been doing the giveaway. I want to thank everybody for participating in that, and thank you for listening and all the positive reviews we've gotten on the podcast through that. So thank you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>